So you're saying to yourself, yo, sir, dude, I wanted to see Kevin Smith in Halifax, Nova Scotia, but the motherfucker sold out. Well, after I shed a tear for you, I highly recommend bookmarking csmod.com. That's the place on the worldwide interwebs to see all upcoming Smodco shows, updated with linky links to Tiki Tickets. Say it with me, baby. csmod.com. Nice. Ooh, I just got a little hard there. So, you're saying, yo, sir, dude, I love sir, and I want to show the world. Wear your sir love with our official t-shirts, biatch. Fishies have no eyes. Let us fuck. Jay and Silent Bob get old. The Garmy. There's also posters, action figures. There's so many to choose from. Grab your smirch at smodcast.com. Scroll down and click on Smerchandise. Hey, it's Jack. Are we going? All right. Episode 13. We don't have a title. We're not going to have one that rhymes. Enough of that rhyming shit. Here's a New Year's resolution. No more rhyming titles. Yeah. Episode 337. All. <laughs> you were about to see something about all go, go to heaven. heaven again, uh, right? uh, all gold. Th- three. Uh, New Year's resolutions. Don't rhyme. Don't do it all the time. <laughs> 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 Episode 13. Can we call it technically New Year's Day? No, we can't. Sure. I will begin again. No. Why? Was that this yesterday? Today's a government second. holiday. It's a bank holiday today. Isn't it technically New Year's Day? technically New Year's That's Day. That's my parents keep trying to convince me that today is New Year's Day because the banks are not open. And I was like, well, it's no, it's just fucking Monday. That's bullshit. I made a withdrawal today. I made a withdrawal. Not in person. No, from a robot. But the bank is open, as far as I'm concerned. Robots don't celebrate. Robots yet. <laughs> yeah. Soon we will celebrate our victory. <laughs> um. So we're sitting here. It's three of us this time. We always have to salted caramels. Declare the cast. It's Matt Cohen, freshly Hello. back from his uh, five days of. Uh, I don't know where we're going or not going, but five days of fun. We'll go anywhere we want, dude. I'm so I don't, have, I don't have a career to protect. Five days of mushrooms. Yeah, and a lot of beer thrown in. A lot too. of beer. A little bit, uh, a lot of pot. Right. Um, some pizza every now and again. What, right. what is this uh, pot that you're? What is this? Wait, is was that? it mushrooms on the pizza? No, I did do that that one night. As did I was you? walking to the garden, I was like, fuck, I didn't take my shrooms yet. And I had a slice of pizza in my, in my hand. So I just put it on my top and walked down the street as if I were just a tourist. That Look, really is, that's like buildings. the biggest crisis that a, a fish head can face. Fuck, I haven't taken my mushrooms yet. Because if you get into Madison <laughs> Square Garden and you are not high, <laughs> Thank you. good luck to Thank you, you, sir. You have to time it. He knows. He knows. Good luck. This is going to be he a knows. hellish night in which you re-examine your entire... <laughs> Musical taste. <laughs> um, it was fun. I get to do it all over again in March in Vegas for four nights. Where? It What's never the venue? Ends. Thomas and Mac. Okay. UNLV. And um, but just to be clear, it was how many fish concerts? Four. At the, all at the garden. Twenty nine, thirty, and thirty first. All at the garden. All at the garden. All sold out. Got it. What's sad is that, and this is what Matt's not saying, 
is that Matt has three children and they're all sleeping. They they share a one bedroom apartment. And they no, they, I brought them to the show. I brought bed. them to the shows. And he spent that money on four fish shows and four more in March. And and what do they eat for dinner? Mushrooms. Fish, fish they food. eat they eat salt. And, salted caramel. And, and salted, they eat salt salted caramel. and salted yeah. caramel. It's goldfish. Pure, cheddar pure goldfish. Oh, man. If I had children. Oh, man. Would, uh, if I had some cheddar goldfish. It would not be fun. It would suck. It would not be I'm fun. I'm not saying right that now. because you're a bad person. Yeah, no, I'm saying would, having children in general. Yeah, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm about a couple three decades. childless with, men yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. And let us toast to that. Greg Olin was in Vancouver. I was. For New Year's. Jack Morrissey was in Vegas. We'll leave it at that. Wait, um, what drugs did you guys do? Don't throw me under the fucking I did no drugs. I, I did liquid I'm potatoes. Kidding. Yeah. I did, I don't know how many did bottles of Grey Goose uh, vodka and orange juice went night, down the, the hatch. Club? Yeah. It was a sh- it was, it was a shitty, sh- dude. Yeah. It was shitty. Wait, it was what? What's the new one? Shitty. No, the new one for 2012. Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, this is an announcement. I'm, but we're gonna, we can't make it a resolution. We just have a, have to make an announcement because if it's a resolution, it will It'll almost certainly be broken, broken before the end of this episode, if not into the next, but. That's why I set easy resolutions for myself. Have breakfast one day a week. Boom. Hooray. You know? <laughs> yeah. Take a nap every once in a while after smoking pot. <laughs> done and done. I'm gonna try to nap more in 2012. Here's out with the old. Out. <laughs> Shit show. Gone. No more shit show. In with the new. New. Wah, wah, wah. What, what, what? Wait, my wah, 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 was that? Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. You heard it here, folks. I like it. What, what, what? Because I, like I either didn't hear you, you mumbled, or more than likely, I wasn't really paying as much attention as I should. Oh, wah, wah, wah. shit. So I'm asking you, you to that? repeat yourself. What, what, what? Wah, I wah, wah. I think for me... I, my resolution is <clears throat> phasing out certain impressions I do in favor of new impressions. Yeah, because so, we're we're tired of uh, Shecky Green. You're tired of of you know Al Pacino from Heat. I, I never get tired of that. I never well, get tired of any Yolan you're get, Pacino. You're getting tired of you know she's got a <laughs> great ass. No, but you got the, your head the mix, all the way up it. The mixer's getting tired of it though. <laughs> <laughs> you got you're tired of that. But 2012 is going to be what's it going to be? The year of Simone Al Pacino <laughs> impression. Yes, exactly. <laughs> of even later Al Pacino impressions, <laughs> such as City Hall. City Hall. I went Actually, Simone. Yeah, you know, wait, City, City Hall. Hall. Brasco. Hold, uh, hold on, I could probably name City Hall a, a City Hall quote. He just says he's the mayor a lot. I'm the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, switching it up a little. Devil's advocate. We are lawyers. <laughs> I'm a lawyer. I feel like Devil's Advocate was preheat, though. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> it's all after Dog Day Afternoon. It's all ladder Pacino. Ladder or lesser? It's later, late period. <laughs> He's done some good stuff, like Jack Kevorkian. I'm Jack Kevorkian. <laughs> so that's hilarious. And then one time he played. He, the one time he played Richard Jenny doing an impression of Al Pacino. Yes, exactly. That was a good one. I'm Richard Jenny. Yeah, yeah, that's Al Pacino. Yeah, baby. I loved him in Hook. <laughs> I'm Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if Dustin Hoffman played Al Pacino? Can you do Dustin Hoffman too? No. Not even a little? 
not even the one rain, tiresome Rain, rain Man, Man cliche impression know, that everyone can do. You know, I, I don't know. Qantas. Qantas. No, I can't Tiresome. Really, I can't tiresome. do that. I do the imitations that everyone does. I just do Pacino. Really and, well. And walking. Uh, yeah. And that's basically it. Well, there we are. Those are the two. Those are pretty much the ones that... Uh, everyone, I can do Robert De Niro, but it's all you know of the same Italian actor. Incidentally, Walken, amazing Pacino. People don't know that about it's him. So true. He spends all day doing it. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's, lying. A lot of, a lot He's of, lying. He's lying. A lot of things about Walken. He <laughs> he grew up. He had his parents had a bakery. I found out. Really? He, he was on an episode of No Reservations. Yep. And That's del- actually, yeah. And he delivered cakes when he was seventeen. Can you imagine Christopher Walken showing up? At your I got door you with a fucking, fucking cake, cake, man. <laughs> Take it. I kept this cake up my ass. <laughs> I'd be damned if some lousy, dirty gook got his hands on your cake. What's your all-time favorite? Uh, we probably should have done this in episode one. What's your all-time favorite walk-in performance? Ooh, that's Ooh. so. I'd like you to choose. I'd like Can we you do to three? choose two. That's so hard. Two. Matt in an in an in an early gesture of New Year uh, goodwilliness. I'm gonna let you have your three. Give it, give it to the Jew. Yeah. All right. Um, I Take got. I'll go three. Take your time. I got my two already. I, I know what mine are. Mm-hmm. I think. I'm pretty sure. I'm totally this sure. This is the. This is me. the sound and I, of. And pondering. I bet we don't have. I bet. Neither I bet of you we, have any in common with me. I bet. I, I bet there's a lot. We have one in common. I bet we don't. I bet we don't. Go for it. I'll give you my two first, and then I'll loop around if I have a third one. Because okay. I know there's got to be a third and one. Greg, I'm expecting, by the way, uh, if you know these, we need a soundbite for each one. Frank, we Frank, need a line of dialogue Frank Black one. as the King of New York in The King of New York. Jack has never seen it. So good. And... Do you know uh, line, Greg? Um, it's all about, like, black people. It's all really yeah, racist. Uh, you know what? I forget. He, he uses the N-word a lot. Yeah. And... I uh I don't remember his exact name, but Blue Lou Boyle's uh, associate in True Romance, mm-hmm. who says uh, who also uses the N bomb. Who does? Who, that speech time. is about is about that whole Your Sicilian, half eggplant yeah. Sicilian yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, that is truly uh, that's right up there. Yeah, that's probably my favorite. Don't you have a third? I'm gonna loop around yeah, and think of okay, it. So yeah. my, okay, so my my top two. This is this is really kangaroo tough. Jack. No, I'm I'm playing. Well, uh, I was uh, my my. Close third is Country Bears. I'm going to get those fucking bears. <laughs> um, Are you serious? He is, he is great in Country Bears. Uh, he's like in a completely different movie, uh, as always. I would say my top two are, um, are the, uh, I would say True Romance, the scene in True Romance, um, tied perhaps with Pulp Fiction. How do you separate them? Uh, probably True Romance. And then, um, and then Annie Hall. Good in Annie Hall. I got my third if we want it. Where do you go, dude? So oh wait, and I forgot. Oh god, this is yeah. so. This is like Step the hardest in. game ever. You have all the pressure. Name, name them, and I'm and the I've one. I've seen none of these perform. I saw True Romance. The Dead the Zone. The Dead Zone. That is truly, Dead Zone would be my third. Yeah. Truly, right there. Can you do the, the Dead Zone? Oh yeah. Oh, Something from the, the Dead, dead Zone, zone line is so good when he comes in and the guy like wants his son to play hockey on the ice and you know he's not listening to Christopher Walken and Walken takes his cane and smashes this guy's table and goes the ice is gonna break. 
It's true. He it's saw it. Fucking classic. That movie is truly uh one of the better King adaptations. Oh, absolutely. And David Cronenberg too. Yeah. It's a solid piece of All right, Jack, while you're looking through IMDb, what's your favorite? Well, one? for anyone who's wondering, he has one hundred and fifteen credits as an actor. Jesus. Yeah. None of which are himself, so any SNL hosting what you know, or appearances in uh Spike Jones directed music videos would be considered not would not be considered inside the 115 proper proper acting credits but god it is it is amazing um my favorite is as uh the archangel gabriel in the prophecy very good study your math kids it's a key to the universe and um honestly my second favorite is um the man with the plan in things to do in denver when you're dead interesting you're a big fan of that movie yeah i'm not gonna i'm just gonna give you the line and then i want you to say it all right because my walking sucks suck on my dead dick take it out take it out he screams at andy garcia he's wheelchair bound he's paralyzed below the whatever take it out take it out suck my dick suck on my dead dick you don't have you want, to. You want me to say that? You don't have to. Well, you know the thing about walking. I once I read this article once about him that was great. Uh, it was an interview, and <clears throat> they were asking him how he approached a script, and what you know the first uh, the first you know thing he did when he read a script was, and he goes, "Oh, well, that's easy. The first thing I do, I take out all the punctuation. <laughs> punctuation is garbage." <laughs> And suddenly you realize, like, that's how he gets, he, like, literally will, like, go through and just, his mind doesn't process it. So, like, where we would see a period and the end of a statement, he will just keep going. So that's why, yeah. like, he'll, like, stop halfway through a sentence. Yeah. And then pick up, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why he, uh, that's why I would never, ever do something like that, you know, like, he would. Yeah. He's incredible. He is truly, truly incredible. We love you, Chris. He'll be, he'll be on the show next week, you said? I think so, yeah. All right, sweet. Um, Either that or one of your buddies from uh, St. Louis. Isn't he married to a yeah, casting exactly. agent, Georgianne Walken? Uh, yeah, probably. That's why he's in 115 movies right there. Look at that beautiful sunset. The deck is stacked. The deck is stacked. Advantage Walken. That beautiful sunset reminds me of Warhorse moving on. Does he have an, <clears throat> does he have an Oscar for Deer Hunter? Yes, he does. That's his does one he? Oscar? That is his one Oscar, a film none of us named. No. Nope. It's interesting. As, as good as he is. Starts uh, with like an hour-long wedding scene. It is like a... I, I, uh, I, I can't take that movie. Okay, so here's a little Hollywood anecdote for our listeners. Last night, Eric Odom and myself are uh, on our way back home from Burbank Airport. Eric Odom, who plays who in Twilight Breaking Dawn? Peter Parker? the Nomad. My favorite character name ever. You said it once. It sounds like a character from Fraggle Rock. Peter the Nomad. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a Muppet. Peter the Nomad. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. No, he's a vampire. Okay. We could probably get somebody to make us a Muppet that looks like Eric Odom as Peter the Nomad. But uh, we were on our way back home. We were very near home. Uh, he and I live about, I don't know, four minutes apart. We were on our way. So that's how long, how long down it takes you to get from your bed to his bed downstairs. Womp womp. Dare you. He's that's a nomad. Not... He's in everyone's bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we're coming down the street from uh, Mulholland, world famous Mulholland Drive. 
And what do we spy with our little eyes but a dog in the middle of the street. A large dog running up the street in the middle of the street. Of course, my first reaction is, fuck, because I know what this is going to turn into, right? Um, Put the hazards on, stop the car, out we get. She's barking at us. We both get out. She's barking at us. Eric distracts her. She turns around and looks back at Eric. I inch closer, inch, 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 until finally I let her sniff my hand, and then I'm able to grab her collar, and um, she's got all sorts of tags on oh, there, sweet. so she's so got, you're, you're she's got great, oh, yeah, she's got great owners, and um, she actually is sort of, let's just say, uh, to protect these people's privacy, she, uh, uh, which I'm already blowing, but she's already um, she's pretty close to the house, right? So we try the house, nothing, 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 and then I'm able through uh, clever thinking to figure out a way to contact the owners, who I contact, and um, but not before the story is almost over. I go across the street. And I just knock on a neighbor's door once I've figured out where the house is. And I say, and this, uh, after like a minute or whatnot, the door opens and there's this Asian guy standing there. And uh, so I go, hey, you know, we just found this dog in the middle of the street. And I, th- I believe, according to the tag, dog belongs to that house. Do you know those people? Do you know, you know, where they are? And he goes, oh, Oh, uh, Scott? And I go, Scott, his last name, what's, I actually live in the neighborhood too, so I'm like, oh, he's the captain of the Enterprise. <laughs> I was like, Scott Bakula? Yeah. It would have taken me, and are I would you, have, Mr. Sulu? I would have never, ever, ever <laughs> got Bakula from that. Yeah. I didn't you, know Scott you Bakula. saved Scott Bakula's dog. I didn't Eric know he Odom and I saved Scott Bakula's dog from certain, let's not call it death because the coyotes could have gotten it. It, it wouldn't necessarily have been, it would not have necessarily met a vehicular end. Well, but he did quantum leap in front of your car. Now, for someone born in 1984, <laughs> why is Scott Bakula a celebrity? Someone who what? Why is he a celebrity? For someone born, born in 1984. 1984. Yeah. yeah. He's a captain of the Enterprise. In what incarnation? No, he's Star Sam. Trek Enterprise. He's Sam. I don't even Unquantum. know what that is. Oh, jeez. Oh, and I'm a Star Trek fan. No, you're not. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know Picard. I know Shatner. And I know... Janeway. The lady. Cisco. Don't know who that is. Bla- the, Deep, the, Space Deep Space Nine. Nine. African-American You were gentleman. going there. The black guy. That's yeah, the where black you were guy. going. Um, I didn't know that. that isn't Bakula from Battlestar? No, no, he's from Enterprise, which then, after its first disappointing season, ratings-wise, was rebranded by the network Star Trek Enterprise uh, in an attempt to shore up the ratings. Was this after? Which didn't happen, I don't think. Was this after Next Gen? It was the very last Star Trek series on television. Oh, okay. Before yeah. Les Moonves came into no fucking command clear. CBS and immediately said, I hate Star Trek. Get it off the air. I'm going to go find this Asian guy and tell him not to tell any more people that's captain, the captain of the Enterprise because that'll just confuse more young people like myself. Well, 
I'm going. I'm sorry. I'm going Shatner first, and I'm like, did they call it's Wo- Scott? I'm like, know, did they call William Scatner Scott for his for his nickname? That was my first thought. No, nope. Scott Shatner. Scotty. Scotty's Shatner. dead. Um, but dead. so here's the other thing. So then, make it home. We resolve the situation. We get in touch. The dog is where the dog should be. In the in the bacula chamber. Uh, Castle bacula. He's probably in the transporter room. Or he may. Have, he's probably Castle Bacula. Isn't no one laughing at that? What captain was he? Captain Archer. Archer. What? I'm still. Caught. Okay, never mind. I'll leave it alone. So he's get, in the captain's quarters right Bacula. now. He's in Hilarious. the captain's quarters, and we come come up to the house. Uh, Bill is here, and there's a huge lighted airship cruising just in front of the house right now that says Hangar One Vodka. Is that a decent brand or not? No, that, Jack, Jack's sentence is confusing. There is literally a... It's, an a, blimp. it's a blimp. I had to get up it's to verify. It's a blimp. It's an airship. It's a dirigible. You made airship sound like... I prefer, why, there's the Rocketeer. You made it sound like the Imperial fucking cruiser was, was flying by. There's no such thing as an Imperial cruiser, Matt Cohen. There's oh, an Imperial God, Star, Star Destroyer. Star Destroyer. Excuse Starship. Me. Hold on. I'm going to take a cell phone picture. You don't think the Imperials yeah. had cruisers to like get... To go on, on vacation in like Naboo and shit. I'm sure there are Imperial cruisers, but not really in the movies. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm how many? How many? How many? Uh, I can name fighter classes. Can you name? Uh, can you name three? X wing, Y wing. Uh, oh, Matt. No, that's not right. Oh God. Those do you, aren't. Do you know what fighters. Tie stands for? No. Twin ion engine. Those are one, that's that Vader's thing with the, the square, yeah, Matt, square it's wings. Yeah, Vader's thing. All right, so you got Vader's one. That's technically, I'm sure there's a name for that, but not in canon. Can you name three? What are three in ti- canon TIE fighters? The sim- simply the TIE fighter, which is the classical design that looks like a bow tie. Okay. The TIE bomber, which has a cockpit and then a bomber thing right next to it. So it looks like it's got a double cockpit side by side. And then the TIE Interceptor. It's weird. The TIE Bomber was introduced in, Re- in Empire Strikes Back, and the Interceptor was re- introduced in Return of the Jedi. I'm a, sci- I'm a big I sci-fi guy, right. but I was never into vehicles. Clearly not, Matt Cohen. Even, even Nor in, were you into Star Trek captains. Even as a kid. Nor when, were you into women. Well, I mean, there's that. Well, uh, when you're a little kid, you know, all the, like a lot of little boys, like they have commercials now on TV. TV I'll see like, for 1999, you get three hours of trucks, dump trucks, big buses. Great idea. I wasn't into. I was never into cars or trucks as a kid. I was, I was for always, about five minutes. I was superhero dude. So when I watched Star Wars, Millennium Falcon, I was like, "All right, cool. I want to see the big furry guy inside and shit." You know what I mean? Chewbacca. Yeah, I was being the young me. I don't think that. it's. Is it Chewbacca? Is that how the it's big pronounced? Furry guy officially? inside the Millennium Falcon. Is, his name is Chewbacca. I can't even believe we're having this conversation. Are you serious, <laughs> Greg? You're pulling my leg, right? So wait, what was the epilogue to the saving uh, Count Okay, Dracula's so dog? then I come home here and his dog uh, was Chewbacca, and Bill <laughs> Bill says, "Look out! Look out at the um, at the sky over the basin." The best thing about our house is we have a killer view of the so-called Los Angeles basin, which we already went over in episode one. See it, and in the in the sky, there were literally. 10, 10 to 20 times the number of helicopters I have ever seen in the air, ever, including Oscar Sunday. And our place has a decent view of the, uh, of the Kodak Theater where they give the Oscars out. 
and all these helicopters were up in the air, all hovering. Looking for that dome. Waiting for the Hollywood arsonist to strike again. I was out of town for this, so I don't we were know. We all out of town for I it. I don't even know yeah. who or what the Hollywood arsonist is. So we have is. alibis. Are you that caught up That is now? what's important. Are you caught up? Caught up with what? The Hollywood arsonist. Well, not really. I know that there that there was a carport burned. Uh, I don't know anything. The other day, and that they have someone. Oh, they have someone who is a person of interest. Now yeah. that, I read that's German. All I, heard. all I read was the word German, and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> sounds likely." Sounds like a Nazi. And I just put, I put it down. Um. Okay, hang on. Just Where do they arson? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that? Can you guys? Uh, well, sure. he. Of course, it was a guy. A woman would so never far something down. Is responsible for fifty-three fires. Oh, in a, in a week, or this probably goes back. And they no, weren't, in they a weren't calling him in a uh, like a three-day period. Oh, it really all did happen while we were out of town. All That's of crazy. it right here. Yeah, like wow. an immediate area. And hang on, just I one did second. Not know I just have this. to boost. It's easy to start a fire if I boost the brightness. That on. is really the lesson learned. <laughs> Fifty-three fires in three days. It is easy. Go ahead, listeners. So, hang on, just one second. This part of the show sponsored by Google and/or Wikipedia. Google and/or Wikipedia. This silence sponsored by Google (laughs) for all your podcast information needs. So, um, let me just see here. Also sponsored. Oh God. I accidentally clicked it over. The Hollywood arsonist. To teachers behaving badly. Burning down fires since 2011. Burning down (laughs) fires. That would be interesting. If an arsonist, it would be so redundant. It would be like Dexter. It would be like the arsonist who who kills arsonists. With fire. With fire. Who who burns other arsonists' fires. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, But with like a hotter fire. They would call it Dexter and Fuego. (laughs) It would take place in Colombia. All right, so let me just see if I can lay this That's out gonna for you. That's going to be a big 2012 motif, too, the air horn sound. Oh, yeah, I already know. I already know. Like You know when CNN does, they're like, words we can't wait to get rid of for the year. <laughs> Blog. Uh, all it's going to be is wah-wah. You're just going to hear it for five minutes. That'd be great if CNN had, like, an anchors we can't wait to get rid of this year. And then it's just a list of, like, 14 of their... Wolf Blitzer. And then Wolf runs into the fucking room all belligerent and drunk from the holiday party. You I heard that they had to, and then they have to sedate Wolf Blitzer. They, they to have sedate to the wolf, shoot a dart into Wolf Blitzer's. Yeah. So this guy, hide. it looks like actually there uh, there may be multiple arsonists, some copycats, but the main guy has re- been responsible for more than two million dollars of damage. He targets cars. Some uh, he breaks windows and chucks in incendiary devices or lights them up beneath the cars. He loves to target cars parked on the street, as well as cars and underground parking structures, which uh, on several occasions, um, He's the like, fires bur- have jumped from the lit cars to the structure. I'll burn any car, but I love one in a street. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. This guy. Mm-hmm. Nothing better. The initial street spree began car. Friday morning with yeah. at least 21 intentionally set fires, wow. including one that damaged the former residence of Jim Morrison. And Morrison's still living there. Former, he moved. He lives in Florida now. (laughs) 
he retired. <laughs> 25 <laughs> officials from ATF moved underground. Yeah, yeah. Were present. Okay, and, this is um, all. What's? Why are we reading this? Because it's fascinating. <laughs> Well, it's well, fascinating for me, you who's, who's you're looking reading at your it, iPhone. but not, not translating it to the people with ears. Look at all these fires. The fire map. Wow. Uh, and so, look at that three-car garage on Fuego. So basically, this dude went trash can man in a period of like three days in the fucking West Hollywood area. They caught him, Yeah, right? but it was, it was, it's in the immediate vicinity of where we're recording this podcast. Why so did, in true Angelino he, form, people were freaked out. Why did he do it? Have they established motive? He has a beef. He's a Canadian guy who has a beef with immigration. But he's a German guy who's a Canadian guy, right? All the German guys are really Canadian guys. Is that how that works? After World War II, the Nazis were just like, yes, we like hockey. They all went to Canada. We like hockey. Yeah, I am a Canadian, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry sorry that story wasn't more compelling. No, it was amazing. We just won four podcast awards. (laughs) <laughs> I got it. Do text. they have podcast awards? Yeah. Oh shit. Brass ring. Next year, yeah. Step it up now. Um exactly. <laughs> wah wah wah. Wah wah wah. Oh, oh, oh. Happy two thousand and twelve. <laughs> uh so this dude was running around town just burning arbitrary cars yeah. and shit. Nice Holly- cars here's or here's the thing. You know the old Hollywood Galaxy Theater, which is now in LA Fitness? Yep. He lit he lit a few cars up in that parking structure. And then he lit a few cars up in the Hollywood Highland parking structure. A few private apartments. Here's buildings. what's scary about that news story. Like, okay, so he either broke a window and threw an incendiary device or in. put the incendiary device beneath the car. Okay, that's the one where it's like, I could probably do that. Like, you can probably if you yeah, hold you a lighter do, under a you car, you can do basically any of this shit if you are stupid enough. I think, to but do I it. think there will yeah. be copycats in that respect that that people are. That that they realize like oh shit you just burn a car like that like I don't yeah. think this is a good st- we should have kept this hush hush this story like it never happened well like the JFK you guys never heard about it yeah you know people are you in New York and you so in Canada much when they are stupid when they're really stupid and I believe it was Larry David who said everyone is basically an asshole and a moron <laughs> and it's truer words have never been spoken. Really, if you're if you're burning shit down or you're you know hurting someone or killing someone, you're an idiot. Here's what's cool about this story, though. I mean, it didn't happen this time, but you hear arsonist. It's almost implied for some reason in my mind that non-violent to people, like an arsonist, is a weird criminal that like runs, lights something, and runs away, and then jerks off to the fire, right? Yeah. So if someone saw him doing it, I feel like anyone could have beaten the shit out of him and stopped this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like one arsonists of those. Arsonists are pussies. They, they are pussies. Saying. I feel like I wish someone caught this guy like in the act. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but remember Backdraft? Yeah. When it was, who was it? Robert De Niro the whole time? Was it Bacula? No, was, I feel no. like it was, no, it was Scott Glenn. Sutherland. It was Scott Glenn. Who was the big arsonist? Yeah, wasn't he the bad guy in that? Was he? Yeah. And Scott Glenn was, he was a He was ass. formidable. He was formidable. But I feel like arsonists usually aren't like that. Well, it's it's interesting that you that our sort of impression of arsonists is someone who, as you say, like light the fire and then run away, um, because I'm sure that there's you know that there are truly that they are truly dangerous people. I mean, yeah, psychologically, yeah. But I wonder if yeah, physically have, confronted, what they would do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. But who's to say that they're not burning down houses with people in them? That's totally, murder, that's oh, totally. But but check this: like this shooter guy on Sunset, he someone pulls out a gun and. Everyone fucking clears out. Someone lights something on fire, and I don't think everybody's running away necessarily. They're like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Well, the difference is that one guy was suicidal. 
No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this guy basically wants to had a beef. Unless yeah, he unless he laid in the sadistic. cars after he put the incendiary devices in them. Oh, oh, humanity. go back to Canada. Oh, humanity. Are, we, are they going to deport to him? To your humane prison system. I love that he was fighting the immigration policy from Canada. Like, there are yeah. droves of Canadians trying to sneak across the fucking border every day yeah. in, like, Vermont and shit. Yeah, so yeah. they can light our His cars His student up. fucking visa ran out, and he decided to light up a Mercedes. Yeah. Well, you don't blame him. It's a third world country. Come on. They have no gun crimes. Everyone's fucking polite. They yeah, have, like, hockey true. at the wazoo. And, and ma- I, I can, I can speak it to it, too. Country? It no. is it's a it's a developing country. Canada? Yeah, no, it's not. It's Let me fucking, tell you something about Canada for any for any American it's people. First, it's definitely first world. It's like top. What, 15. what do you need to qualify for top first 15. world status? Well, there is no standard such thing of living. As the first world. There's also no such thing as the third world anymore. What they what they now call third world are developing countries, which are countries in which the sort of systems of, you know. Uh, I, I believe civil services, government, sort of, you know, yeah, yeah. that it, it basically hasn't been established. Like that, there aren't, you know, sanitation departments. Like the garbage doesn't fucking get taken out. Shit like that. Mm. Um, but the thing about Canada, for example, is, Micronesia, terrible fucking country. D-list, terrible garbage. Real delister. Yeah, it's true. I'm so dissatisfied. So developing. So deve- developmentally so challenged. Developing. Really. Um, but Canada people are buying real estate up there like crazy because you really get the sense that it's like listen the united states it's not the united states system is broken or anything like that but like we're full up we're fucking full up down here uh-huh. and up in canada the you know the real estate is going for like huge amounts of money now because it really is i think you know in the next 100 or 200 years or whatever as as our country goes its way and and has its its obvious you know turmoil playing out People are just going to more and more just kind of move up there. And then in 200 years, that's going to be overdeveloped and, and smoggy and shitty. Greenland. Yeah, and, and then, and then it's all about Greenland. <laughs> but Greg Watch Yolen. out, Puffins. Greg Yolen, is that just the easiest thing to do, just move to Canada? It's, it's not easy necessarily, but I think if you're they a, don't a want world us citizen. There. They don't want us there. Well, they, they don't. Not really, no. Well, then. But... Uh, it's the way of the world. It's just going to happen. It's going to become mm. overdeveloped, uh, just like you know, California. Mm. Um, and all that natural like beauty California. that they love so much. Eventually, I'm not saying immediately. I'm saying eventually, it'll just be more sprawl. Taco Bell's. Yeah, more ta- more Taco Bell's and well, Tim Hortons up there. It'll all be Tim, Tim Hortons. Hortons. Tim Hortons, as far as the eye can see. Yeah. And they've got some pretty. Baller donuts, so that might not be a bad thing. Who needs who needs native uh, bald eagle populations when you can have baller French colors and baller donuts? Ball yeah. do- bald eagle or baller donut? And by the way, where did ballin and baller come from? <clears throat> Does anyone know? Urban communities. Yeah, basketball. Basketballing. I'm assuming. Basketballer. Either that or sex, but I think it. Ha- I think they came from the same place. Like I think the word balling to describe sex came from the same place that baller came from. Huh. That's probably true. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking the etymology big, big has baller. to do with basketball. Like he's a baller. Like you know what I mean? Because that yeah. was the fucking cool thing. You got a yeah. Jones for something came from basketball Jones. Yeah. Love Jones. Jones. What are you looking at, Greg Yolen? Nothing. Your future. I'm looking at looking at my crystal ball. Brought do to we have you by any movie related content for this episode? Any what content? Movie related content. I haven't seen. It. I started watching a French movie last night. I haven't finished it. That was pretty good. Uh, point blank. On Sean Andelis. 
I don't know the English title. How you say. But it's like an 84-minute movie, and it's pretty much fucking action nonstop from like the second it kicks in. It's pretty good. It's a new movie? Uh, it came out uh, this year in France, like earlier. It's not a Lee Marvin movie? It, well, it's a great Lee Marvin but it, the, movie. Uh, yeah. the French t- do you know anyone who speak French here? No. Pont it's, Blanc. It's like a, bl- a Blanc Blanco. Uh, Blanco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blanco. But um, it's, a we- it's a weirder thing. Blanco. Well, I saw... Uh, pour two is the last word. It's uh, a something pour two, if anyone knows what I'm talking about. Well, that means something for you. Yeah, but, but it translates for some reason as point blank. Well, yeah. just like... Uh, what was it? I was reading something great about this. Oh, this was, uh, so I, I rewatched last night. My night was early, first of all. Mine but, too. um, over a little, uh, dinner, I watched, uh, Alien on Blu-ray, which I recently acquired and what was, was looking up at IMDb some Alien trivia as I was watching it. And the, uh, I think it was the, ooh, I want to say the Dutch title uh, of, of Alien. Obviously not a direct translation of Alien, but great was, the ninth passenger is death. Really? That's the literal translation. That's a good one. The ninth passenger is death. Eight crew members and death. Pretty wow. rad. Um, you should just, you should honestly write a spec script with that title. The ninth passenger is death, yeah. Yeah. Although it sounds like it was written by like M. Agatha Christie or something. It's true. It it's, sounds like it sounds little... like the twist that M Night Shyamalan would give in the room. He's like, all right, but the ninth passenger is death. And so wait, call it, there are what was that M. Night Shyamalan movie devil. about where people were... Yeah, it was, it was a pr- devil. He it produced, produced it. it. Yeah, It was the little old lady. Yeah, It was It was the lady. Yeah. It was the little old it lady. It was the lady you thought it was. It actually it was wasn't, lady. It wasn't horrible, yeah. but it was a little old lady. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't long. No, it wasn't horrible. It was like 84-minute <laughs> like movie. It, like so, it was yeah. a quick little fucking thing. It made no fucking sense at all. Yeah. It wasn't scary. Speaking of really short movies, I have to say, I, I have beef with Jason Reitman. I don't like that guy. Did you I, see it? I don't like him. But young adult for an 88-minute movie, uh-huh. very effective. And I want to see it. And and uh, the fact that it's so short makes you feel like you've sort of been hit by something, as you know, that it's it's actually connected. I think if it went on 100 minutes, it would probably feel... Bloated. Flabby. Um, but that was pretty good. I also saw the very not good Margaret Thatcher biopic, The Iron Lady. Is that not good? Yeah. Oh, dear. We must invade the Falklands. You know what? I, uh, well, they deserve it, eh? Uh, you know what I want to see? It was called, yeah, it was called Point Blank. It was a, a French thriller. I'm trying to find the real name for it. Um, I want to see a movie that came out this week, and I'm going to see it. And it, it has, like... 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. I haven't heard anything about it. It's only been reviewed 12 times. However, the trailer gets me like, all right, that's cool. What is it? The Darkest Hour. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, with like Olivia well. Thirlby and... Uh, yeah. Emile Hirsch. Yeah, yeah. And they're in Russia and electricity is making people disintegrate. It's an alien... Alien no, no, electricity. It's an, it's an alien who is only visible when you uh, have Turn an electric Turn on current. an electric thing. Yeah, yeah. But they yeah. make you disintegrate, which looks cool. Yeah. I like the death effect in it. I would watch it just yeah. for that, I feel like. It's kind of like the death effect in Blade 2. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. The, the great Blade 2. Bla- uh, you don't like Blade 2? No, I love oh, Blade, Blade 2. Oh, Blade 2 is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Directed by Rowdy Roddy Harrington. Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> Directed by Guillermo del Toro. I made two jumps in there. <laughs> <laughs> I caught you. <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Norrington <laughs> to Rowdy Roddy Harrington. Speaking of Roddy Rowdy, uh, I was just listening to David Tennant on a podcast. I had no idea. I never saw the original Fright Night. I didn't know he was in it. 
Roddy, Roddy Piper. McDowell. Oh, Roddy McDowell. That's a different person than Roddy Piper, huh? And that's a different person from... Roddy Harrington, whoever that is. Yeah, Roddy Harrington. Who's that? Rowdy Rodding Harrington was, I believe, an Australian feature director. Oh. Am I incorrect? I don't know who that is. I've never heard of that. Not really? Nobody Pull out the iPhones. This Radio Silence brought to you by Google. Um, Ding dong. Anybody else see a girl with the, uh, how to train your girl with a dragon tattoo? No. No? No interest. I didn't read the book. I didn't see the original film. Well, it's dark. And if you like pierced nipples, there's only one game in town this holiday season. It's the Muppets. <laughs> it's Jason Siegel's tits and the Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was gonna go see the Dictator, but I didn't. That's about as exciting the as dictator? it gets. Yeah, the uh, Is that Sa- out? Sasha Cohen. No, uh, press not press, a test screening. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, very interesting. Um, I did not indulge to the. What came out? Nothing. I was on a plane ride yesterday, and it was even like none of the movies on there I wanted to. Uh, they were because Virgin gives you like fairly new movies. Yeah, yeah. But they're right, ready. Nothing looked pretty interesting. I'm up. I'm ready. ready. The Gray is the next one I'm psyched for. Oh yeah, Liam Neeson fights wolves with knives, uh, bottle, beer bottle hands, mini mini uh, fridge bottles. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. I'm up. All right, go. Actually, I totally misremembered it. It's just Rowdy Harrington. Oh, that who is it? Wait, is it Rowdy or Roddy? Oh wait, wait, wait. It's yes, Rowdy. Sounds familiar now. You guys are gonna be fucking ashamed. You ready? Yeah. First movie is in 1988. It's called. Jack's back. Don't know it. Jack the Ripper. I'm ashamed. James Spader and Cynthia Gibb. You know it? No. Oh. From which he gets, (laughs) from which he gets the film with the following tagline. Ready? Death is the eighth passenger. The dancing's over. Now it gets dirty. Dirty dancing too? Nope. Regular dirty dancing? Nope. Filthy dance? Nope. A movie that came after Dirty Dancing that was trying to play yep. off on the success of it. That's right. Footloose. You all know it. We all know it. You all know this and it was movie. Post nineteen eighty eight. Fame. Nope. No, no, no. Fame was hint. Why would they be playing? Why would they be playing off the mega success of Dirty Dancing? Because Patrick Swayze was Roadhouse. There. That's right. Roadhouse. Okay, Roadhouse. Roadhouse, which also starred a blind guy named Jeff Healy, who never did Swayze. anything else. After that, he does one episode of Tales from the Crypt. After that, he does Gladiator, the James Marshall Cuba Gooding Jr. Right. Jr. version. The, the real one, Gladiator, obviously. Yeah. 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 Well, I won't get into that, but I do enjoy both Gladiators. <laughs> Is, have you seen a Cuba Gooding Jr. period Gladiator film? It's not a period it's movie. A period. It's uh, underground, oh. uh, like... Bare knuckle boxing oh, it's in not Jersey about, City. Like, fucking gladiator. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. Okay. It's like the it, what it is is it's Warrior. Uh, Twenty two years before Warrior came right out. On. Then he does Striking Distance with Bruce Willis, Sarah Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Dennis Farina, and uh, Tom Sizemore as the very predictable villain. And then it's a reunion. Oh wait, no wait. No, it's a. No, it's not Tom Sizemore. It's a Cuba Gooding Jr. reunion with Tom Berenger. For a murder of crows. Which, of course, everyone knows. Then it's a movie called The Stick Up. This guy's awesome. Which reunites him with James Spader. <laughs> and then it's a movie called Eyewitness. Guess who stars in that? James Spader? And Cuba Jeff Gooding, Daniels. Cuba Gooding Jr.? And then, literally, in 2004, he has his last directing credit. And it's something called Bobby Jones' Stroke of Genius. Uh-huh. 
Jim Cavizio, Claire Forlani, and Jeremy Northam. Yeah, Why are we supposed to be ashamed for not of knowing who this guy was? Roadhouse. Because Roadhouse. he directed Striking Distance. No, he directed Roadhouse. Big fucking you, deal. You should know. It's co-starring John Mahoney as Bruce Willis's father and Sarah Jessica Parker when she was... No, she was still not hot. She was hot in a movie where she played a girl who worked at a clothing store who had like one line. What movie is it? It... Timber. No, one of, it's one of her first like on screen roles. I think it's Ferris It's a good Bueller. question, but it's, it's a mood question it's because wait, that wait, girl ain't like, never wait, been hot. I think what? it's Ferris Bueller. What's the question? Sarah no. Jessica Parker's in a movie. She plays like a woman who works in a clothing at a department store in a scene when someone goes into the changing room. She's like 18. This is pre girls just want to have a year fun. in the life, the NBC miniseries. No, because I don't know what that is. I'm going to look it up. Was it Seven Minutes in Heaven? Have you ever heard of that movie? No. I feel like it was a Savage Holland movie too. Was it LA Story? No. Because she's mm. kind of cute in L.A. Story. Yeah. Troop Beverly Hill, she's not even in that, is she? Who directed <laughs> L.A. Story? Steve Martin as well as wrote uh, it or no, not? No, L.A. Story I think was Mick Jones. I think you're right. Who went on to direct? Volcano. And? Um, the Bodyguard. Am I right about that? Yeah, that's right. Volcano yeah. is the better of the two Volcano movies from that year. Volcano was the one with the, Vastly the very preachy racial equality message. It also had post, the ending. Uh, it also had that awesome ending where it was like volcano typewritering font, like status. Well, volcano gave you what you want, which was the La Brea Tar Pits coming to life, as opposed to Dante's Peak. He gave you an old lady melting in half, and an old lady melting in half in a river. Like I don't know if you remember. At one point, they're like rafting on the lava inside the volcano, and the grandma falls in, and her body like does the Terminator fucking two thing in front of her kids, and then she turns into Robert Patrick, and they realize she was a T one thousand. Yes, the whole time. This is probably just in my just in my personal opinion. This is probably the worst episode we've ever done. Oh fuck you! What are you talking about? Why would you count Bacula? Why would you say that? Why would you say that and put the idea into people's heads? Because they were sitting there in their cars and or log cabins. Going, I'm loving this episode. This is the best episode ever. I can't wait to name my kid after this episode. And then all yeah. of a sudden, they hear you second guessing your own yeah, work. We should and have titled like, this episode, Jack. You know what? They're like, maybe this is shit. Maybe what, I should have, we retitle I'm, it the worst episode ever? According to Jack, or skip this worst one. Skip this one ever. Episode thirteen. Skip this one. Episode thirteen. We're recording like five hours after we all returned from like week long binges. I'm still. I slept for Not 15 right. hours today, and I still need to go to sleep. I slept for 14 hours, Craig Yolen. Well, I feel great, and I think this was a terrific podcast. How many hours did you sleep for? Yeah, like 13 hours. Yeah. Um, L.A. Story, Honeymoon in Vegas. Maybe it was Honeymoon in Vegas. I think we should call it Unlucky 13. We still got a while, <laughs> we still got a while to go to bring it back around, sir. Um but how much do we have to go in the run, <laughs> in the run time? Again, to just just because you folks are enjoying it so much, buckle in. You've only got maybe fifteen more minutes. That we're fifteen minutes away from an hour. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, See? we don't have to go the full hour, Jack. Yeah, we kind of do. All right, yo. How about okay? How about this? New Year's resolutions. Are there any you've ever actually fucking stuck to? What are none, your New Year's none. resolutions this I don't year? Even think about it do anymore. Do not do it, Yolan. You. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, you know, my New Year's resolution It's a is, shit show. It, I No, see, you retired that. You can't use that anymore. I know. I'm I've already given you my New Year's resolution. It's cut down on heat, Pacino. Okay, it really was that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, Very your New productive. Year's resolu- resolution is to try and get in better shape. Yeah, but that just means that I end up running for 20 minutes. Because you're huge. Sweating, I didn't want to say anything, but you are humongous. Well, only <laughs> in my badonkadonkle region. 
And I'm gonna trim your ass down. <laughs> You're like, I weigh 135 pounds, and 110 is carried in my ass. It's it, the problem is that you know, women. If you have a VPL, a visible panty line, it ain't that embarrassing. But for a man, a VPL, well, stop wearing panties. Mm-mm-mm. That would be step one, probably. Actually, step so one should be start wearing a thong, which. Maybe that will be my the New, thong Year's, song. New Year's resolution. That's your next New Year's resolution. Can we get Cisco on this show? Use some of your Hollywood. Probably. We could get Cisco on Use this show. Use some of your Hollywood pull, man. Yeah, We're probably. sitting here, the three us schmucks. You know, I Cisco. only want him on the show if he's going to do the thong song. You live. know, Marlon Wayans. You know, Scott. Never Bacula. met him. Never met him. He saved his dog. Didn't ever meet him though. He should have attached the note, being like, "Now you have to do my podcast." Yeah, exactly. Where I get this fucking dog back. I saw the David Spade <laughs> Artie Lang vehicle lost and found. I know how this works. It's so true. I steal your dog, you fall in love with me. Really? Yeah. Lady from, if you remember, Jam- Lady from James Bond. Lost and Found. Vanessa the Marceau. Academy Award winning, uh, film. I believe for best screenplay, original. Um, it did win that. I, I what? think it was, I think uh-huh. it was William Friedkin. I'm not sure. Oh, Billy was, Friedkin. It was Billy Friedkin's return to form. Um, last Billy Friedkin. I see. I was actually, I, I was having this discussion with my parents earlier today about, you know, why I live in California. And not only does your Scott Bakula dog story perfectly illustrate that, but so, I would, so I, do the temperatures both today and well, oh my it's, god, and it's, it's beautiful here. But it's uh, eighty-one degrees today. I went. I had to buy a lamp. I went to the old Sunset Five, uh, you know, plaza. Yeah, for within, CP2. Within five minutes. Five minutes. Elevator going up. Who's there? Ian Ziering, nine zero two one zero. Oh can my you hit, god! Can you hit two for me? Yeah, you got it, Ian. No problem. Bing. You got okay, it. Okay, I get off the elevator. Sanders. I go. I get myself a coffee. Ew. Who's in line in front of Ew. me? Marissa Tomei. Don't believe it. Looking me. good, Marissa. What are you gonna have? Ooh, a cappuccino. That looks good. Hey, you were great in Ides of March. Terrible movie though. I walk out. <laughs> Hollywood. Who's coming down the Hollywood. escalator? Who could it who's be? coming down the escalator? Literally, 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 singing at the top of his lungs. Who? Jeff Goldblum. I don't believe it. It's absolutely true. I don't believe Jeff it. Jeff Goldblum, belting in one belting day. Show tune. What show tune? It, in in five minutes, this happened. You know what's funny? I've seen a Zering. You know what's Tomei, funny? Tomei Goldblum. He, he works, Boom. He works out at that gym because I've seen a TMZ video of him, and it's across from the Sunset Five on that second level Goldblum. Yep. So yeah, I think he he works out there. Oh, uh, you go. And let me tell you stalkers. something. For a sixty some year old man, sixty. He's over sixty. And a Jew too. And we're not usually uh, yeah, a, a fit. That people. guy is in incredible. He is looks fantastic. He plays wow. jazz. Looks so good. What's the name of his? Um, mm. What's the name of his jazz band? It's like an old lady's name. It's like the Mimi Packard Orchestra or something. And he plays like around Hollywood. I was gonna go see him once, and I was like, oh, I'm not that cool. Huh? To go like, hey, you want to go check out Jeff Goldblum's jazz ensemble? Uh, this is a song I uh, wrote about my experiences. On Independence Day. A buddy of mine was obsessed with Malcolm Jamal Warner, like arbitrarily almost, kind of like as a go-to joke. Like, you know, everyone's got their right. go-to random celebrity. But then he came to town and played a jazz show. My buddy went and he said it was the greatest concert he'd ever been to. In his I life. actually know someone who was good friends with Malcolm Jamal Warner and it's like, you know, you think of him as the Cosby kid. He's an amazing musician. That's what they said. Like, he's an amazing musician. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. I have one, I have have one on more week story. So we went to a Christmas party down the street and... uh I got to talking to Stuart Kornfeld, who is Ben Stiller's produ- uh, producer. At Red Hour, okay. At the, yes, the, produ- the production company, Red Hour. And uh, we instantly got talking about The, f- the Fly. Mm-hmm. And he said, I think as the story goes, he'd been developing it for a while. Or there was another version that had been developed. This is David Cronenberg's The Fly from 1987. Seven. Yeah. And um, 
that movie was more of a metamorphosis thing. And then when Cronenberg came on, they basically got together and they all decided to make 1986. They would have shot it. They were like, well, shouldn't we just make the first AIDS movie? And that's what they made. Interesting. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Do people people don't really talk about that in that light, do the they? Fly is being an AIDS movie. It's an AIDS movie. No, you kind of just ruined the and fly it does, for me. And it does, <laughs> by the way, predates Philadelphia. Totally. By, Philadelphia was 93? Yeah, it was 93. And uh, before that, Longtime Companion was maybe like... 89, but now every movie has like an you know, has an AIDS character. You can't. You're, you're we're Does busy. It? We're busy. Every with movie, them. Has every an single AIDS. movie has I've, like a, what beside the Muppets? A best friends with AIDS. What about the Muppets? Uh, Beaker. That's why he doesn't talk. It's it's true he's because sad. you know one of he's the one of the time. symptoms of AIDS is you can't talk. Yeah, no, he's sad. Wow. Um, what other AIDS movies have there been? I'm sure there have been a few. Yeah, so you just lost your position of authority. Yeah, well, there have been very few. Let's not let's not go down the what AIDS movie. <laughs> I mean, we're running out of content here. It's 2012. Yeah. We got to start the year off right. Yeah, that is that is actually very interesting about the fly. Um, Isn't that weird? Yeah, an Eastern promise. I mean, honestly, I'm sure Cronenberg. <laughs> I'm sure they've all said it in interviews, both printed and sort of DVD commentary tracks and stuff. I've just never gotten close enough to that movie to really know that. But I was it made me want to watch it again. All right, I got one that's topical that'll that'll ride us through the next uh, decade of minutes, which I just made up a term for. That it means ten minutes, folks. Okay. Uh, New Year's movies. Can you think of any? New Year's Day. Is that a movie? Oh my god. Um. Oh my have god. Have you seen it? New Year's Day. Or New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. That's no. the new one. Yeah, no one's seen yeah. that movie. with like the ninety celebrities in it. I've yeah. got a, I've got no. a really good one. I've got a really good New Year's hit movie. Hit me, hit me. The Hudsucker Proxy. Hudsucker Proxy, Is fantastic it? New Year's movie. Yep. Great New Year's movie. You never saw it, Coen Brothers? I did see it. I don't remember. I don't remember whole, loving it. The whole last act. Of Paul that. Newman. You know, it's it's an interesting. Uh, I I remember seeing that movie uh, the first time very vividly actually as a kid, uh, and and it's grown on me. Immensely. That's always been one of my favorite Coen Brothers since the first time I saw it. Like, I, and people didn't like it for a really long time. I feel like it yeah. has a bit more of a fan base now, but it's, it's fucking uh, awesome. beautiful. I remember impeccable production design and costuming. Gorgeous, awesome, impeccable. and the, just the the accents. I don't know who plays the love interest. Jennifer Jason Lee. Is Jennifer Jason Lee okay? She's but when she first comes in and pretend, she's like, yeah. "I'm a Muncie girl." That I'm a Muncie girl. Thing. See. It's that very fast talking, like, hey, I, lo- I just like yeah. that whole thing, and it was it's the invention. Very, it was the invention of and the a very, um, very good New Year's movie. It's a movie about the invention of the hula hoop and the frisbee. Like, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. but not meant to be taken literally about those inventions, is it? No, no, it's not the story of the <laughs> no. the whammo inventions. Um, right. another New Year's movie, uh, two hundred cigarettes isn't bad. Right, wow. don't they, they track down Elvis Costello at the end of the night or something? I just feel like that's the New Year's. I think that entire movie takes place on New Year's Eve, right? Yeah. Isn't there some apocalyptic New Year's Eve movie like Night of the Comet or something? Is that on New Year's Night of the Comet? I don't know. It feels like... I don't what know. about Night of the Triffids? What about Night of the Hunter? Mm. I heard Night of the Hunter was amazing and it came out on Criterion recently. A buddy Love of mine. Night, Night of the Hunter is one of the greatest films. A buddy of mine is trying to convince me to, to watch it Robert Mitchum for a while. is the... The Mitchum deodorant guy. Robert, yeah, Robert Mitchum uh, playing a total psychopath. You've got uh, Rosemary Clooney, Dorothy Gish. You've got Robert Graves later of Mission Impossible in like yeah. the first scene. As basically, it's such. A, I mean, it's an amazing movie. And I saw that. That was one of the uh, Cinespia or Cinespia 
discoveries for me so when nice i first moved out here someone was like let's go see night of the hunter well wow. immediately just at like, a graveyard and it's aged amazingly too well wow. apparently at the time it was sort of uh, a complete bomb and it was this actor charles lawton's first and only film that he ever directed and that was it for him. have you guys been hitting up the uh, criterion sale at all at barnes and noble oh yeah they've been having a pretty it's good like 60 percent off or something i bought yeah. like 30 movies i got um and this is so not having to do with anything we talked about. Uh, it was a Kurosawa flick I'd never seen before called High and Low. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it or heard of it? I've heard Amazing. of it. Amazing. I like, and I, I'm not, I hate remakes, but this huh. is even one where I was like, holy shit, if I was a director right now, I would fucking remake this movie like shot for shot. It's so fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, it's about. It shows a lot of creativity on yeah, it. Yeah. No, it's just, it's such a timeless story that I feel like it was made 60 years ago in another language that you could do it in a 12 Angry Men kind of way, like mm-hmm. reboot it every 50 years and still have it as poignant. Tashiro Mifuni plays like the head of like a giant shoe corporation. Tashiro like Mifuni. Like, Mifuni. What? Tashiro Mifuni. F-M-I-F. Tashiro Mifuni. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tashiro Mifuni plays like the head of like a giant shoe corporation. He's like a millionaire and he's about to buy out all his partners. And he's mm-hmm. having like a heated discussion with his wife and his valet driver. And he's got a check in his hand for like a million dollars. And once he hands this to the driver, the driver's going to go drive it to the airport. And he's going to buy the company and become like the richest man in Tokyo. Phone rings. It's a kidnapper. I've got your son. You need, you owe me a million dollars to get him back. The guy, Tashiro flips out. He's going to pay the money. All of a sudden, the son comes running into the room, and he's like, Daddy, what's wrong? And they panic, and then they realize he kidnapped the driver's son accidentally. Mm. So the movie becomes this kind of, like, morality piece. I'm like, what do you do, give do you up? sacrifice your entire life's work for the life of an innocent poor kid? Or like, It's mm. really fucking good. That's really, that sounds great. You, you know what I mean? Just a real great concept, like, old yeah. film terms. Yeah, yeah. And are there uh, any vampires or uh, oh, of course. shapeshifters yeah, yeah, yeah. in it? Okay, sha- great. Yeah. As, everyone knows, as everyone yeah. knows, um, Kurosawa, it's not a Kurosawa flick without a vampire. Without, And it's usually subtle. Vampire. It's usually subtle. Like in Rashomon, it's in the background. In one scene, he just there's a guy with a cape over his eyes. You gotta look for it. <laughs> I believe that was Count Bakula. <laughs> yeah, that was Count. He quantum leaped back to Rashomon times. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, we're bringing it all back, folks. Epton, episode 13, Count FTW's Bacula. Yelling. Count Bacula strikes back. Uh, we got to get him on the show now. You think he's cool? I know nothing about him. I Kurosawa? Know he's, no, yeah. Bacula. I think he's cool. I, know he's I got, think he's cold. I know what he looks like. He's got brown dead hair. cold. Uh-oh. <laughs> he's dead. Anyway. Uh-oh. No, Bacula. Come on, man. We saved his dog. I and know. I say we because we're a podcast. Andy's from St. Louis. Holy shit. Where Come I'm on. Sort of from. Be like, hey, of... I'm the guy who saved your dog's life. I'm yeah, I was on the phone with his wife and I was like, oh, I was, d- yeah, I'm from Chesterfield. She's like, we were just in Chesterfield today. I mean, what are the odds? How bizarre. I'm what telling are the you. Odds? I'm telling you. Yeah. Let's get him on. Let's pick his brain. Have you ever been in traffic Dean and Stockwell. seen like a giant celebrity in like a Ferrari and been compelled to just crash into them so you get to meet, <laughs> so you get to meet no. them and exchange? No, usually I just want, I don't in. want to damage my car when I can just chuck an incendiary device through their open window yeah. and like light theirs up. Sometimes I'll see a Giovanni, a Giovanni Rubisi caliber and I'll be like, this is worth it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that dude. And t- speaking of celebrity because he spotting, lives right below Kevin. I've seen him more than I've ever seen any celebrity. Because and it's he lives right below Kevin. From 8 a.m. to 5 a.m. and he always looks. He's Where does he live? On Outpost right. Drive. Does he? Yeah. We're outing What's the address? <laughs> I don't know. But um, giant Scientology dude, right? Don't know. Yes. I, b- I believe like hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack said as, he didn't know. As opposed know. to one of those, uh, you know, 
uh, lapsed Scientologists who the ones who were like, I just do it for Christmas and Hanukkah. <laughs> exactly. We just, we just do it for we Z- do it for the presents. Z New Day. We do it. For we the just we're just crazy Z-New. for the presents. <laughs> take it easy. Take it easy. It's freedom of religion. We made I fun of the, I want it on the record that I'm pro pro Scientologist. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, I could. I don't care. <laughs> I want it on the record that Here's I think that Scientology is a Jack scam. Is, Jack is like CeeLo Green. He changed the words of imagine to. From uh, oh yeah, and no religion too to and all religions true. That's yeah. what he did on the New Year's oh, Eve really? special. Instead yeah. of imagine no religion, which is maybe the key line in that whole fucking song. It's ima- wow. imagine all, all religions, religions true. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He got some flack for it, and he tweeted. He, his response was like, "Yo, what up?" He didn't say much. Here's what response. I here's my <laughs> statement on Scientology and the Church of Scientology. Ready? Hit yes. me. Uh, one. Member of that church is composer Mark Isham, who scores for uh, Fly Away Home and A River Runs Through It. Yeah, he's very talented. Are amongst my favorite all time film scores. Very, very good, yeah. Period. That's it. That's all we're saying I'm not interested. It doesn't bother me. It's like, but if that does his latest wasn't... score suck or is it great? That's all I care about. Okay. Well. By the way, Mission Impossible. Ghost Protocol tops the box office again for Luckily the for Mark Isham, he has enough money that he doesn't week. have to be an indentured servant at, you know, one L. Ron Hubbard Way of in the Hollywood, bookstore, which is Greg exactly Yolen. what they do to okay, people Greg Yolen, who, who is can't, talking now. can't pay uh, the uh, excessive, excessive well, look, fines Greg, Greg, that they are... Greg, <laughs> if you've got fetons in you, you don't think it's worth money to get them out it's of there? True, it's Come true. on. I guess, Bad fetons. Well, you know, okay, Matt Cohen. They're going to charge. It's okay, worth Greg Yolen and Matt oh, Cohen, who me. are talking now. In my four-year career of podcasting, <laughs> if Scientology is the worst it goes to, I've fucking gotten off I light. I see these poor blue-shirted people out. I live right next to the, the L. Ron Hubbard Center. I see them mm-hmm. out every day waiting for their bus to take them to their toilet cleaning job at mm-hmm. one of the other Scientology centers in Hollywood um, mm-hmm. so that they yeah, can... Yeah, but you don't know cleaning toilets gets rid of fetons. It, but that's exactly it. They have to pay into a system, and I say, if you're really talking to God, God don't need money. So to be fair, to be fair and for me to rage against all religions, I think most religions do take money. Like, there's the tithing in the church. And, like, where I'm from on Long Island... that basket gets passed, you're expected to put a check Totally. And where I'm from on Long Island, it's, like, at the super fancy, like, trendy temples, it costs, like, $400 for a ticket. Totally. To oh, like yeah, for high holidays. Yeah. High holiday service. Yeah. You know about that shit. So, like, all religions yeah. do their fucking thing. Yeah. Scientology is just very good at it. I feel like... Well, they're very good at embracing that side of the religious aspect. Yeah. Yeah. I want to end yeah. this as awkwardly as possible as I can for Jack. Yeah. Hail Zenu. If only Hail I Zenu, was, y'all. If only I was uh, sufficiently with it to be feeling awkward. That's awesome. That's a good way to be, man. Just feeling very lethargic. To go through life like that. Like, I don't care what you fucking say. From the say, sheer man. amount of vodka. What were you, what were you drinking? What did you drink? Screwdrivers. Screwdrivers? You don't yeah. ever, you don't ever go like, fuck it, let's go vodka tonic. Let's, let's switch it up. No, I'm not interested in carbonation. I feel like after a while, the orange Generally. juice That's gets pretty good get quote. to you though. Like, I, there was a minute where I just drank white Russians because I was like, I'm the, I'm the dude. What's in that? Uh, vodka, Kahlua, and half and half. Oof. And the problem is if you drink like six of them, you just ate like a fucking giant Cheesecake. milkshake. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, something yeah. massive Oof. and heavy and gross. Half and half. But it's fun to call them Caucasians or heavy cream. Which is probably... Ugh. 
Gross. Uh, my my favorite drink right now is a uh, a uh, Moscow Mule. Do you know that one? No, no. Moscow I'm wondering. Mule is, I'm wondering if you're inventing this on the no, spot. No, no, no. I'm, a, I'm a pangalactic gargle it's blaster. It's vodka guy. and ginger beer, not ginger ale. Ginger okay. beer. Okay. And it's really that sounds good. Good. Really? Yeah. And do you get that in America, or do you, you have to anywhere. get that in Canada? Most, most places have Moscow Mules. I guess it's kind of one of those she-she drinks now. It's kind of moved up the the menu uh, order, but I've seen it a lot recently. And uh, Interesting. And I, I really do like it. Jack rolled his eyes at me when I said Pangalactic Gargle Blaster. Yeah, what is that? That's the drink from um, Hitchhiker's Guide. That's right. Oh, really? Yeah, the most powerful, See, I can't rock most any powerful hitchhike, drink. Any Hitchhiker's Guide stuff. I know that it was written by Douglas Adams, and that that's about as far as it Not goes. Even not even Zaphod Beeblebrox, president no. of the galaxy. We both just said the same. Uh, None of it. But I did see the fifth element. <laughs> Nothing to do with it, but totally great movie. <laughs> not at all, but like. Totally great if you're a stoner. One of the, one of my favorite, like, one of the most quoted movie things in my entire life was, is the, ex- I used to do this with one of my best friends, Zach, in high school, is the exchange that Bruce Willis has with the guy in the hallway who tries to hold him yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, that's a good scene. Mm-hmm. When he goes like, hey, man, give me the key. Give me the cash, man. Give him money. He pulls out a giant gun, and he's like, I like your hat. He's like, you like it? Thanks. I made it. You can have it. And he just starts dancing, and then the cops roll up, and they're like, sir, identify yourself. Are you classified as humanoid? And Bruce Willis goes, no, I am a meat popsicle. <laughs> that movie's amazing. Ian Holmes in a fridge for some fucking reason. Serene home. A night of the realm. They shove him in a fridge. Ridiculous. That's nothing. An alien, they knock that motherfucker's head yeah. off. Ian Holm gets fucking Chris thrown Tucker around a in lot Fifth Element. As Ruby Rod. And he's honestly, that's the best he's ever been in any. He's awesome in that. You mean he's better in that than in. Um, Rush Hour those 1, four 2, four other three. movies that he did, three of which are Rush Hour movies? You mean you don't like the one with Charlie? <laughs> All of which were paid for by New Line, am I wrong? The one with Charlie Sheen? Is right. Fifth Element a New Line movie? I um, believe it is. Ooh, that's, yeah, I think so. I believe it is. Yeah. Come, that movie's amazing. Gave us Mila Jovovic. Did it give us her? It didn't. Days did, but she didn't have any her. lines in Days. And she, she, like, Multipass. Smoked. Corbin Dallas multipass, man. Yeah, it's pretty, it's a, a pretty wonky. You got movie. your Ian Holmes, you got your Gary Oldmans. I mean, it's a fucking stellar cast. No, no two ways about it. Yeah. Um, if yeah. you say so. Alright, let's do this real, <laughs> to keep things flowing in this whole train of insanity, how many British actors can you name that have been knighted? I tried to do this the other night. Uh, I believe Sir Forget Ian McKellen. Let's all throw them out there. Sir Ian McKellen. You got Sir Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Ian Holmes. Ian Holmes. Ben Kingsley. Christopher Stewart. Patrick Sir Stewart. Ray. Christopher Lee. Yeah. Um, is Gambin? I believe Gambin is knighted. Probably. Sir Michael Gambin. Probably. Sure. Um, but you run it. The other one who died, who played Dumbledore, he was Oliver Price. Knight. Sir. Uh, no, Richard Harris. Richard, Richard Harris. Harris and Oliver Price was a knight. Oliver Price. What about uh, from Gladiator? The Oliver guy? Reed. Oliver Reed. Excuse what me. Anthony Richard Hopkins. Chamberlain. Anthony Just Hopkins. Kidding. What about um, Lawrence of Arabia? Yeah, Lawrence. Uh, Peter O'Toole. Sir, Sir Peter O'Toole. Sir Peter O'Toole. So. No, you, I guess you got to be like. Here's who should have been knighted and 15. hasn't. Sir Ian McDermott. Uh, what are you Chancellor fucking? Palpatine in the what Emperor in Star it? Wars. Well, he, he also played a lot of British the, theater. The butler in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which I think entitles you to like, a Knight of the Realm status. I feel like unite well, Malcolm Butler. What about Michael Kane? He already said it. Uh, no, Michael. Who was Mike? Who was the butler in the Tim Burton Batman? Films? Alfred Go, but he's dead. No, Michael, Michael Goff. Goff. Michael Goff. Yeah, I wonder about yeah, him. He, he died. He died. Um, in terms of younger actors, though, could, who did you say should have been? 
I only ever said Ian McDermott, who's oh, not a young actor. As, uh, as, well, I had one though. Fuck. I'm, I'm shocked that that Jim Sturgis hasn't been knighted yet because he's dreamy. And if, or and Andrew if dreaminess Garfield. is the, is the, yeah, the only, yeah, exactly. Sir Andrew Garfield. Well, get used to it. Just like, you know, y- your teeny boppers of today will be the knights of tomorrow. So will the there night. be, so will there be 90 year old people who listen to hip hop. It'll happen. And they'll, uh, I think it's already happened. I can't follow it. What do you mean? If you're listening to this right now, can you follow it? Yeah, come on. It's like, it's like the things today that we consider silly will one day be vaunted traditions that old people like respect. There will be old people who remember listening to Biggie for the first time. I see. That's all I'm saying. Interesting. Probably won't be me at the rate I'm going, but it very well could be if I healthy well, it up. Here's hoping, Matt Cohen. If I healthy it up. I be, hope you be live. Be kind to yourself. Or as Thank my you. mother said to me over the holiday season, just be gentle. <laughs> Your mother's what, what were you doing to her? Stuart Smalley. <laughs> yeah, kind of. You're good enough. You're smart enough. Just Dog be gentle. It. Just People be like gentle. Right, it's and, like, and that's Mom, I just carried the dog's body into an incinerator. But you were gentle about it. I was really gentle. That's what I mean. You don't, no. even, you don't even know Mom Morrissey. No. I could do a whole <laughs> episode just on that day. <laughs> that will be the worst Maybe. episode ever. Could I get so a podcast true. award for that, though? Maybe, man. By for he, pimping out that experience. By PETA and or whatever company Sarah McLaughlin is shilling for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every second... 40,000 dogs are put to death. They switched, they switched up the song. They switched up the song, but I can't remember what it is now, but it's something a lot lighter. Like, they've obviously heard every stand-up in America it's mention that. It's Maroon 5. That's what it is, right? Yeah, I it's don't know. Uh, Move Like Jagger. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> it's Bruno Mars. It will rain. <laughs> it will rain on now, these dogs if they are not brought into a shelter tonight. <laughs> Icon, how are we doing for time? We are. We are good for time. Are we officially at sixty? Um, yeah, man. You know what? It's not even. It's, it's not even me? about having to Are you be lying there. To me? You know, we're at sixty. We're at um sixty-seven minutes, man. The people were enjoying oh, it so okay. much. We well, went we a little bit over. Okay. I feel like we really picked up steam in those last twenty minutes. Did I feel we? like we picked up steam in the last one hour and eight yeah. minutes, and y'all are crazy. Watch this will be the favorite this episode. This was certainly ever. no really? worse than that episode that just evolved into racial epithets, which obviously what? we will never air. Which what episode? Was that? Oh, okay. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> the lost episode. The lost and it, episode. And what was weird about that one is it only took us like five minutes to just devolve to it straight. Was, name it was calling. just Jack. Well, I won't even get sweet, into it. Sweet, sweet, dear listener, these two are lying. He was to like, your ears. Jack was like, you want to hear about Scientology? Well, listen to this. Oh, do you I didn't really say anything think about Scientology that's not terribly obvious to anyone who's driven down. Do you really over. think that we qualify for lost episode status yet? No. Like we're actually going to spend time doing this and not air To it? lose one? Come on now. I've lost an episode. Our standards aren't that high. Yeah, no, we're But good. we've done 13 of these now. 13 weeks. Three months. Only an infinite number to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that wraps it up. We're on Facebook. Look for the look for the Team Jack logo. <laughs> yeah. Little cartoon emperor. No Tie Fighters in that illustration. I'm on Twitter. Jack underscore Morrissey. Two R's, two S's. What's up? Also Team underscore Jack. Greg Yolen is also on Twitter. I am, and I tweeted. Did you tweet? I tweeted a Steven Spiel blog review. Oh, nice. So What's your Twitter handle, Greg Yolen? Uh, at? At Greg Yolen. G-R-G-Y- no underscores. Y-O-L-E-N. 
Matt Cohen. I feel like we have to spell it out every third time. Sure. It's camel like camel cigarettes. Camel toad. C A M E O T O A D. Like a toad. Like um, battle toads. Yeah, exactly. Great game. Yeah. Exactly. On Twitter, Matt Cohen. Yo. Team Jack. Team Jack. Episode thirteen draws to a close. Is that the name of the episode? Draws to a close. Draws to a close. We're gonna Matt. scare people. I don't know what is it. What is it, Greg? Episode thirteen. Jack doesn't like the lost episode. I think this is our lost episode. Congrats, you guys. Yeah. Actually, a great title. It's we the got lost episode because it. it sucks. We got it's through okay. it. It was awesome. Wah, wah, wah. It was Greg's awesome. already packing up. He's wah, putting wah, wah, his. Wah. Uh, he's putting his condoms and lube back in his pocket. All right, we're out. Peace. Is that it? That's it. See you next week, Wednesday. Bye, yeah, yeah. <laughs>